From the Financial Times in London, I'm Daniel Dombey, and this is FT News. There was an unmistakable whiff of drama about Turkey's election on Sunday. President Recep Tayyip Erdogan showed himself to be a master tactician when the early vote he called garnered a convincing majority for his Islamist-rooted AK party. Now, however, the hard work begins. The tensions and problems in the run-up to Sunday's vote have been extraordinary, including Turkey's worst-ever terrorist attack, which bears all the hallmarks of ISIS, and the resurgence of fighting between the state and banned Kurdish militants. To discuss the implications of this historic and resounding vote is the FT's Turkey correspondent, Mehul Sribastava. Mehul, what does this election mean for Mr Erdogan's grip over the country? Basically, I don't think his grip over the country has ever been as strong except back in 2011. There was a period in between the last election and this one, which is in June, where people thought that perhaps his hold over the public imagination had frayed. But the victory yesterday shows that the Turkish people still seem to prefer him as a stable and able guide through the kind of difficult economic and political times that they find themselves in. Some people say that Mr. Erdogan now is more in command of Turkey than any leader since uh, Mustafa Kemal Ataturk, the country's founder. And yet, on the other hand, some of the problems that we've seen in Turkey in recent months, not least these attacks by ISIS, this renewed fighting with the PKK, seem to show that the country's becoming more ungovernable. How do those two factors balance against each other? I have no doubt about it. Mr. Erdogan is incredibly popular. The country may seem ungovernable from far away, but here in Turkey, voters have made clear that they prefer his steady hand at the helm, if you want to put it that way, to kind of guide them through this period where they have a war in Syria, they have the possibility of increased ISIS attacks. The idea of having a coalition government where new untested players would help chart these waters was not something that the Turkish public seemed open to at all. And that became even more clear in the last four months when all these issues that you mentioned kind of pushed to the forefront. The terrorist attack was only two weeks ago, and it was obviously fresh on people's mind as they went to the ballots. Do you think Turkey's going to become closer to or more estranged from the West as a result of this vote? That's one of those big questions people have asked ever since Mr. Erdogan first burst onto the political scene in 2001 and 2002 as a prime minister. Every so often there will be a kind of change in public policy and mood where they decide they want to become closer to the European Union, and then they will retreat further backwards. If you look backwards to a trip about a couple of weeks ago from the German Chancellor Angela Merkel, there seemed an indication that there's an interest in at least the benefits that the membership of the European Union would allow. But you must remember that Mr. Erdogan's uh, political party is rooted in somewhat traditional Islamist ideals. It's in no way fundamentalist or right-wing in the way that we've seen other Islamic parties around the world. But here in Turkey, the idea that you will open up to an entirely Western, perhaps cosmopolitan way of life is not exactly something that people are excited about. His supporters include a significant population of women who prefer wearing headscarves, who are quite devout, and perhaps, at least in private, frown upon the idea of people drinking in public, if nothing else. So the question of the economic benefits of getting closer to the West are clear. The Turkish economy is already quite open and could open up a little bit more. But to the cultural values that the West brings with its trade partnerships, there's a lot more ambivalence about that here. Obviously, Turkey's been fairly buffeted, like many other emerging markets, by jitters this year. How will the economy fare as a result of this vote? In the last four months leading up to elections, and even earlier than that, the Turkish government that's now in charge has promised a significant number of SOPs to voters, you know, increased retirement payouts, an increase in minimum wage, 
and other benefits such as that. But all that costs money. Now, the Turkish economy is doing fantastically well in one department, which is it doesn't have a significant amount of public debt compared to its GDP. But the currency is weak, even though it jumped quite a bit this morning. Exports never picked up, even as the currency weakened, because a lot of the exports out of this country are not incredibly high value. And domestic unemployment remains quite high. Long term, though, the Turkish economy is sorely in need of another round of reforms, which slowed down in the last five years. Finance Minister Mehmet Şimşek today told some news agencies that he sees this as a mandate for economic reforms. Turkey will host the G20 in about 15 or 20 days, which is something where this subject will come up again. But what these reforms are likely to be, how quickly they'll pass through, whether they'll be deeply structural or just cosmetic, it's too early to tell. And would you say that President Erdogan has signed up to those economic reforms as his power grows greater? He has made clear that he doesn't actually believe in the idea of an independent central bank, at least, if nothing else, leading up to an election. He has assailed the central bank governor for keeping interest rates high because he seems to believe that those are the core cause of inflation in this country. The question of whether or not he has signed up to the economic reforms will only be answered when those reforms start being floated, and then you watch him, as president, give his opinion upon them. And what about this very worrying increase of violence in Turkey's Kurdish southeast? There had been a peace process, but in between the two elections this year, this very bloody conflict broke out again between the Kurdistan Workers' Party, or PKK, and Turkish forces. What's going to happen there now that Mr Erdogan's won this election and the Kurdish party's done relatively badly? That's one of the big questions this election throws up. The last four months of hostilities harken back to a period in the 80s and 90s where this conflict was almost at the length of a low-level civil war. It wasn't in any way or form as strong in the last four months, but it made clear that the PKK remains able and interested in the idea of having some violent attacks on Turkish state functionaries, policemen, uh, army units, etc. in the south. But the peace process has moved forward significantly because there seems to be an understanding amongst a lot of these players that a political conversation is what will eventually lead to greater autonomy for Kurdish rights. The HDP, the party led by the very charismatic Mr. Selahattin Demirtas, did quite well in the last elections, and it did well to hold on to its 10% in the parliamentary elections just ended Sunday so that they have a place in parliament. And I hope that it allows them a place in the conversations regarding greater Kurdish autonomy. How does this election affect the uh, raging civil war in Syria next door? You know, Prime Minister Erdogan has had a very strict policy in the last few years of insisting that the only solution to the situation in Syria must involve a removal of Mr. Bashar al-Assad, whose government now controls such a small portion of Syria anyways. And even though Turkey remains a key player, it's not driving the conversation in the way that the U.S. and Russia and other countries are. But it is the only NATO country that shares a border with Syria. And it's a serious bulwark against having any of this chaos spill across the border into Turkey. He has uh, sent some limited uh, airstrikes on the other side uh, over to Syria, but mostly they seem to have targeted the advances made by the Kurdish militants that he holds as terrorists, who on the other side of the border are allies of the U.S. in fighting against uh, advances made by the Islamic State. So it's a very murky situation. And the idea that there will be any clarity provided to that situation simply by an electoral victory far away in, in, in Ankara, I don't think that's something that's likely to play out. Mehul, thank you very much indeed. 
Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com. Dude. 